Indigenous Earth Community Podcast, where we celebrate Indigenous heroes from around the world and learn from them on how to honor the traditions of protecting the planet. We discuss actionable tips on how to connect to our beautiful planet while lessening our daily impact. I'm your host, Frank Oscar Weaver. How do we honor the generations that came before us and who got us to where we are at the moment? That is a conversation I have with Angela Noah, who is one of the most amazing human beings that I know. She is also a native Indian tribal youth peer guy, the current Miss Indian University of Oregon, an earth ambassador and a very community-driven individual. We discuss a range of topics such as the landmark Supreme Court ruling affirming Native American rights in Oklahoma, being a Native college student and advisor in 2020, to always honoring those who got us to where we are. Angela, how are you? (laughs) Hi, Frank. I'm doing well. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing very good. Uh, Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. I love that you started this. Um, I really enjoyed seeing other Earth Ambassadors come on here with Unity. I think it's a really cool way to get kind of what we're the work we're doing out there. So thank you for this platform. Of course. And uh, before we start, I was wondering if you have some word of wisdom uh, that you can ground our conversation. Yes. Um, so I, I did, I'm Oklahoma Choctaw. And if you saw in the news um, yesterday, the United States Supreme Court um, did an act of upholding tribal sovereignty um, where it ruled um, most of eastern of Oklahoma um, was basically um, Native American. It belongs to the indigenous people. And I think that that was huge. Uh, I got so many just love and support. Um, it made me feel really emotional because I know a lot of work has gone into being seen as indigenous people and upholding those, you know, that, that those treaty rights. And so, um, I came across this quote of, um, it said, someone seven generations ago prayed for you. And there is this belief out there that what we do now impacts seven generations before and after us. Um, and I just thought that that was that that quote kind of goes huge with what you're doing, I'm doing, what most of this work includes of what we're doing now, the the movements, like you can truly see change start to happen. And it makes me feel so encouraged. This pandemic and being away from home is, I feel stronger when I'm with my community, but it's hard because now like how I show my people, I love them is by staying away um, because I, I'm here in um, U of O still going to school. Um, and I miss my family so much, but trying to understand that what, like, what, what do I need to do to make sure, you know, that the generation is going to survive or that, um, these lands and and the work around decolonization is happening and healing is happening. So I just love that quote of, you know, seven generations prayed for you. And because I'm thinking of seven generations after me right now. And I, I think that that's like the, I don't know, like the motivation or that's kind of what I'm inspired by. So yeah, that's kind of what I want to share. That's where my heart is right now. Um, and it makes me feel so like just energized and excited to just keep going. Cause you know, we are bringing actual change and it's happening. It's here. This movement is here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's a beautiful words uh, that you say to respect our ancestors and honor them in our lives. And 
like you said, I, I also think about like future generations of like, you know, you know, the kids that are growing up and stuff like that. But we sometimes don't think that a lot of people fought really hard to get us to where we are. And mm-hmm. it's really great to be honoring them. And uh, I know it's been a year since I saw you. Uh, I think last time I saw you, we were on a canoe going downstream, picking yeah. up later. Uh, and it's been a wild, wild year since then. How you been? How How's everything? Um, go- that, so... That was my first um, t- like outing with the Earth Ambassadors, um, Earth Ambassadors under, you know, the United National Indian Tribal Youth. That's kind of where our journeys crossed. And um, I was so appreciative just when the Earth Ambassadors had an opportunity to actually engage with the land. You know, we went to the coast and we all just had a great time. And I just remember the rain coming down. Um, and in my culture, when rain comes down, it means it's, a, it's like a blessing. And I just felt so empowered um, to be with that cohort. And I miss them all. <laughs> but I've been good. I finished my first year of school at the University of Oregon. Um, I'm pursuing nonprofit um, public policy um, and city planning, learning about, you know, redlining, um, learning about what healthy communities mean. Um, I grew up on a reservation, so applying it to the lens of urbanism is very new for me. So I've just been thinking about what it means for my tribe, um, especially with Native communities being impacted by this pandemic. So it's been a huge and interesting time being in school um, during this virus. But I'm encouraged and I start school again in October. It'll be my second year. I feel that I've learned a lot. I'm first generation. So I picked up healthier habits. I just felt like I had to go through it one year and I just know I will be better student-wise. But um, I'm also the... 2021, uh, sorry, 2020, 2021 Miss Indian University of Oregon, which means that I'm just a cultural ambassador for our Native American Student Union on campus. Um, And that's been a lot of fun to connect with other royalties and actually have a platform to try to, um, you know, get the voices of Native students in higher ed. So, I'm encouraged by that. It's a whole new ballpark for me, but I love to learn. Um, and I'm just keeping my people close to heart because, you know, this is the only reason why I'm doing it and pushing this far. So it's been good. It's been good to engage in healthy conversations, learn a lot. Um, and I hope to apply that just as I continue undergrad. So it's good. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're like you have your hand in so many different uh, spots, you know. Like, you know, I know you. I know you've been recognized on the stage as a National Indian Tribal Youth Peer Guy. You mentioned you're the Miss Indian University of uh, Oregon. You're an Earth Ambassador, and if anybody uh, follow you online, they know you're a very powerful uh, activist. Uh, but beyond all those titles and roles, I know you're a very caring and empathetic human being. And I wonder, you know, where did that care for people come from? You know, uh, where do you get that energy to be a better person for yourself and also for your community? Yeah, that that is, um, I think, just a humbling question, because sometimes I forget um, where my roots are, like where how it all started for me. Um, a lot of folks would say that um it's more of like a feminist thing and or activism. And 
those words are really loaded with academia and I I don't I didn't really resonate with that I would say till this past year but honestly it just came from survival like I grew up on the reservation so in Civicu Arizona um, and I just love saying that town because um, it used to be a place of heartbreak and hurt but understanding why these things happen you know why there was such a heavy presence of um, addiction um, why when I left the reservation in and when I told people, you know, in the city, I'm Native American, they got so excited about it. And I was like, whoa, like, it's so different because back home, I think I really took my culture for granted. I didn't, you know, I was just like, yeah, it'll always be here. But when I left, I like longed for this connection. Um, I miss home so much. And every day I'm just like so proud to be, you know, Apache and, and Chocta. And so um, I think that my story for me began... Um, my sophomore year, I had lost a best friend to, um, he, he took his own life and his name was Julian. Um, and that tore me because I, I didn't really know how to cope. I was very, you know, had low self-esteem and very insecure. Didn't really have a lot of good role models in my, my life, but, um, I was very, I like got diagnosed with depression and I was only, I think 15 at the time. Um, but then, you know, my mom and my, my dad, we had a conversation and they talked about boarding school with me. Um, and that I had saw some of my cousins go. So it was like, maybe it's a good idea to see what it's like, you know, off the reservation, but the boarding school, it was an all native school. It's Chamala Indian school is located in Salem, Oregon. I'd never been to Oregon. So in 2014, I boarded the plane. We got dropped off at a, like a Burger King or only Burger King on the reservation in the parking lot. And there are all these other students, all these other um, kids I had grown up with. We went to Phoenix, Arizona, boarded the flight, and then I landed in Portland, Oregon. And since then, I, you know, tried to obtain the high school diploma. I was doing really well, but come my senior year, I was told that I didn't have enough credits to graduate because my sophomore year after Julian had passed away, I just dropped out of school. I, I couldn't do it anymore. It was very hard. And then come my senior year, I was credit short. So um, that took a lot for me to try to be the first in my family to graduate high school. I knew it was important, you know, so um, after graduation, there was this nonprofit that sent all these kids outdoors and taught them trail work. And when you completed a certain number of hours, you got what's called an AmeriCorps Education Award. And AmeriCorps, AmeriCorps is affiliated with a lot of other um, organizations within the U.S. It's an easy way, I would say, for high school students to get experience and travel and save up some money. So I did that. Um, and being outdoors, being connected to nature, disconnected from my phone, um, not having this um, immediate luxury with the shower or flushing toilet, like all the things I feel I take for granted. I was just out there doing hard work in trail and camping and hiking, um, learning what being on a team means, learning what family means. Um, and I would say that the summers I spent building trail throughout like Oregon, Washington and Idaho um, helped me just gave me this sense of clarity. And it made me remember the time that I connected with my grandma outdoors where we went acorn picking or we went down to the river to cut down trees to build um, 
like sweat lodges for the men or ceremony time. So my connections with the outdoors, she would always say like, Angela, this is your backyard. You know, this is like where you swim. You have to make sure that the rivers are still going to be here so your children can enjoy them. And it didn't really hit me. Her words didn't hit me until I got into um, restoration projects, into conservation work. And so um, I felt felt my grandma's words out there when I was in the woods. Um, And I worked and stayed with that nonprofit where then I became a program coordinator and developed this partnership with Chamawa Indian School. Um, Being an alumni, it was easy for me to engage um, within that community. Um, they trusted me and I loved, I loved Chamawa and I just loved the outdoors. So I did, um, that for a while. And then I met some amazing coworkers who were like, Angela, what's next? Have you thought about school? And I didn't really have mentors who kind of showed me the way until I started having coworkers who were just powerful women doing amazing work and they helped me applied and I got into U of O. Um, but before that I had dropped all of that AmeriCorps education money on um, a backpacking trip to New Zealand. Um, And so being able to travel internationally, save up money for school, I do not come from a place where money is, you know, that we have a lot of money. So having to work really hard and be in these programs, but I'm very inspired now because I'm at U of O and I'm trying to understand city planning and public policy. I feel like policy work is applicable in many things. Um, So I'm trying to just learn and and take these experiences with me and share them too. I think that it's, as Native people, we have such a strong oral tradition. So I'm always just giving people advice or, you know, telling them I love talking so much. (laughs) So uh, I think that in conversations, you can have healing too. So that's kind of my story. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very powerful. It's very, uh, I know it was emotional for me listening to your tale about your friend and, you know, in a, in a way, a little bit being lost, not knowing, you know, which way you were going. Mm-hmm. But once, you know, you you got to the outdoors, it seems like everything came back to you, you know, like your the memories you have with your grandmother and it kind of healed you in a way. And I feel like, you know, the, the the green, right? Just like looking at trees and being around that. It has just this energy that really we need it. Mm-hmm. We need it, you know. Yeah. And um, you know, my mom, she's uh bedridden and it's hard for her to go outside uh to enjoy the green. So we got her like a green lamp. Mm-hmm. And it says that she feels better that way. Mm-hmm. There's just something uh amazing about being like around that nature and and it's really cool that you're able to connect with that. And uh, that kind of made you like springboard to become an Earth Ambassador, right? Yeah, I had heard about the Earth Ambassador platform. Um, I had heard a lot of great things about um, the conference with Unity. Um, it's the oldest Native youth organization in the country. And a lot of you know folks from my community um, that I was looking up to or that served on our tribal youth council would go um, attend these conferences and... I had heard of the Earth Ambassador and I was like, this is everything that I'm doing. Like, I would love to be a part of this cohort. So right when I got out of the woods on my backpacking trip from New Zealand, the application was due in like four hours. So I just committed the next four hours to just pour my heart into this application. Um, And then Mary Kim, the executive director, 
called me um, before the summer and had told me I was flying out there. And it just took off after that, like being a part of this cohort. Um, And I feel like if you really want to be in that room at the table of folks who are having those conversations, that's powerful, you know, um, working really hard and just putting yourself out there. That's an advice I would give to someone who's interested in, you know, getting involved. Um, But it has been a lot of tools and resources at my hand to engage in this work. And I'm really honored by that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and not only um, you were able to get those resources, now you're becoming a resource for your community. Uh, I know that you've been a unity peer guy now too. Yeah. So it's kind of cool how, you know, you're able to kind of always enter something, but I'll take a leadership role afterwards, right? Yeah. I feel that once you get involved, there's this joke that we say within unity um, because you meet so many people and then you have a unity family. And so they always say like, oh yeah, that was the day when I got the call or I got the call. We always talk about this call, this phone call to where someone calls on you to say, Um, we've noticed your work and you have a voice, you have a message and we want you, we want to get it out there. So, um, I I think that's how it started for me. And I'm just so inspired by all the other earth ambassadors. Um, the earth ambassador rotates. So this year is the 25 under 25, 25 native youth who are working in Indian country doing some sort of leadership initiative. Um, and that's another cohort that I'm super humbled and honored to be a part of. Um, So we're working to launch some things. Um, There's just so many things to to just get excited about, to advocate and push for, you know, Um, and we need all the help and and the fight that we can get to um, because everyone out there has something to say. And I just hope that I can, my goal is to just inspire Native youth and encourage them because Uh, I feel like the image or the message I got growing up was something was wrong with me or that I always had this poor narrative um, on my story. And so trying to, you know, love myself and know that I come from a strong lineage of resilience, that there were women behind me. And I look up to those women. I look up to those Native women and they are ancestors to me and understanding one day I will be an ancestor and I want someone to know that I fought for them, you know, so that is my drive. No, I I totally agree with you. And, you know, as someone that was also bullied when I was a kid, I remember, you know, all these people saying things about me and then you start thinking like this person say this, this person say this, and then you start questioning yourself and you're like, Maybe I am the way that they are telling me because, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like everybody is saying that. But then you on your, on your heart, you know, that is not true. Mm-hmm. And it kind of creates a little bit of conflict and you're like second uh, doubting yourself. So it's, it's, it takes a lot of power to be able to be like, no, this is who I am and I'm not going to accept uh, the story uh, that is being told, the narrative that is being told. And I, I agree with you with that. Yeah. And uh, recently, I saw a picture that you posted on Instagram that it just blew my mind away. Uh, and the reason that that picture blew my mind away was because I noticed the picture you had posted previously. And I don't want to give it away too much details because I think this is a wonderful story. Uh, but 
Can you walk us a little bit back when yeah. you took the first picture and kind of share and, and, and let people know what it's all about? Yeah. So the picture um, that I had posted, there were um, two of them. The first one is me standing um, in front of a statue on my campus. Um, the statue is of a man. Um, he's holding a whip over his shoulder. Um, and it's um, a statue that I saw passing um, on campus just every day when I, this was my first day of school. Um, I had learned and being having friends from the Native Student Union um, and just the Native community here in Eugene, Oregon, um, I had heard a lot of um, talks about how there was this statue, this pioneer woman and this pioneer, um, the pioneer mother and the pioneer father is what they had called it um, on U of O campus. And I saw um, on the first like or the summer before school, a lot of um, students coming to campus to learn more about U of O and the guides would stop at the statues and explain um, what they were, but they just very subtly mentioned that um, like the harmful narrative behind it and the reason why indigenous people and native students advocated so hard for these statues to be removed is because they grant the father, the, the statue, this woman and the mother, um, they grant these statues as the pioneers of discovering Eugene, of saying these were the people who founded Eugene. These were the people who discovered this area. And that is harmful because that washes out the stories before that moment. Um, there was and still is to this day um, Kalapuya people. So understanding like they came in here thinking and not knowing um, being harmful and then put up these statues. And now years later, generations later, you get students who come from that lineage who maybe are even from the Kalapuya people identify with that ancestry. Um, and it's just, just the same and as harmful as seeing Christopher Columbus statues all around the world. So um, it was Indigenous Peoples Day and um, our Native Student Union did um, a rally and I um, had saw that there was um, some campaigns going around where people were highlighting missing and murdered Indigenous women and um, a really um, common way that you see that done is the red handprint over the mouth on the face. So I, every time I do something that engage with representation or highlighting um, an advocacy of work, what, what, what have you call it, I prayed about it and I put the handprint over my face and I went to the statue and I just stood there. Um, my sister was there for me and um, I was so scared because I had been people had been telling me like, if you post this, Angela, you know, like this could, this could be harm. Like, you know, U of O is not going to like this. Think of the administration, but I feel that I have always been so, I would say, considerate of feelings and wanted to, um, I felt a lot of pain because I, it was the first time I ever had connection to, the MMIW epidemic, someone, a friend close to me, we used to go to Chamawa together, um, was found in a river earlier. And I heard about her death just through an article that went viral and that broke me so hard. Um, and I, I did it for her and I, and I was just angry. So I posted the picture where I was 
kind of protesting in front of the statue. And then recently, fast forward to, I think this was almost, I would say a month ago, um, there were protesters there. Um, they, we highlighted the, well, like, why are these statues still on campus? They need to come down. If we truly are about bringing in a healthier image and bringing those stories back to indigenous people, we are going to have to address the city and even institutions like universities and, and question and ask, what history are you given? How is this harmful to the people who were originally here? What about their stories? And so it came down um, and it was a field day. I showed up and um, I wanted to get a picture. I wanted to photo this because like one day I want to just show that there was proof that, you know, we had been fighting that we saw a day where it came down and um, I stood back up on where the pioneer man was. And that was my way of just reclaiming the space. Um, and I get so emotional thinking about it because there were just some hard days where I felt like I could not, I could not be a student at U of O. There was just oppression and this internalized racism happening within the institution. And as a Native American student, um, as a woman, I just felt I just felt so unheard. I did not feel seen. And then I would go to my next class, cross the kids campus, and I just see the pioneer father staring at me. So for my mental health, it impacts the way I feel. It impacts my body. And I can only imagine how my friends who are also native for the community, you know, how that feels. And so for it to be gone, for space to be reclaimed, for stories to be heard, um, I think that's healing. And that's the work that is true, like decolonization. Um, and yeah, just that's the image that I want to see where, native stories are, are told and, and they're brought to the front line. So I shared that and um, yeah, it's, it's just been eye-opening um, and it was powerful for me <laughs> and it was a, it was a really happy day to see that statue come down. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I remember uh, seeing your first picture you posted and, you know, it kind of saddens me to, to see those, representations of a story that is being told that is being forced down and uh one day i was just you know browsing the instagram and i look at the picture and you're like on top of the statue and i'm like oh my god it happened you know uh, yeah. it was just incredible to see the the progression uh, of the work and i feel that that's like a good story to tell in the sense that sometimes you know we're, we're working for things that we believe in and it doesn't seem like they're going to change because mm -hmm. they are uh, like a statue, <laughs> yeah. you know, like yeah. they're in a pedestal. And you're like, oh, my God, like I'm just a human made of flesh. How am I going to fight the statue? But statues do crumble and people <laughs> uh, rise up. And, and I think it's, it's great. And um, I do want to uh, post the pictures. Um, on the description so that way if you're listening to this and you want to see what these pictures look like uh, i'll post it there so you can look at that and uh, <clears throat> i know we talk a lot and i just want to be like so thankful for taking the time to talk to us i know that conversation is is not easy the topics uh but you know i'm really appreciative to to know you and, and to see all that you're doing for for the community and uh, for yourself you are like a big inspiration for for a lot a lot of people thank you
Thank you, Frank. I appreciate that. You, yeah, I'm very grateful for everyone that's come into my path. And um, it's great once you start talking collaboration. So when you, when you uh, DM me and I also saw the other Earth Ambassadors, like, this is so cool. So thank you for your work. You're also bringing healing to folks who are listening, you know, and I think that that's what the work is all about. So Thank you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, no. Thank you. And uh, I hope to get all the ambassadors. When when I first thought about this podcast, I thought it'd be cool, like one episode to be uh, an Earth ambassador. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get there. I'll get all the ambassadors. But it's been really cool to talk to people from all over the world, you know, such yourself. Uh, last uh, podcast, we talked to this gentleman from Australia that does mm-hmm. rescue of native bees. Like, it's, it's wow, you know. Uh, but before we go, I was wondering, do you have any tip for us? Anything that we can do since we're at home to be more sustainable or maybe to be more healing with with mm-hmm. the earth or even with what's going on on the current climate? Yeah, uh, something that I feel like, especially like people of color, folks who are involved in activism work, um, sometimes um, just thinking about what you had said of, you know, it's hard to see change immediately. Um, and I've always felt just this like huge um, call of, I need to be doing this stuff like every day, I need to be doing something, I'm signing a petition, you know, so like just, I just rack myself and when I am tired or Um, I feel my spirit is not well um, because I have not taken care of myself because I haven't been good to my mind. I've just been like strict schedule. Let's change the world by tomorrow. You know, so I just feel like as folks who are involved in this work, remember to just take some time for yourself. Um, Yes, you know, these these initiatives are important, but you are also important. And I feel that we forget that message every day. Uh, Mental health is super important. Um, Your family needs you. You are loved. Um, If you haven't been told yet, I'm so proud of you. Um, And so that's a message that I would share with folks. Um, And you just start to feel like a, 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 I guess like a check-in, a call to your mind of like, am I being present right now? Um, how is my body feeling? What are, what does my body need today? Did I even eat today? Um, and so that is something I feel that has been carrying me through. And I think that that's where that energy and just that gentleness comes from, um, because you want to be your best self. And so right now the world is very demanding and change is here and the revolution is here. Um, but we still need need you to be your best. And that's something that um, I've just been sharing with my my team and myself. So that's what I would like to, to say. Thank you, Angela. And uh, everyone, listen to Angela's advice. Listen to your body. Uh, you have a headache. When was the last time you ate, right? <laughs> when was the last time you drink water? How's your sleep? You know, listen to your body. Uh, thank you again, Angela. Uh, wonderful, wonderful conversation. And I wish you the best of luck. I'm super proud of you and all the work you're doing. And uh, let's catch up soon. Yes, let's, let's do that. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.